Nah, man. I'm pretty fucking far from okay. What now? What now? Let me tell you what now. Oh, it's from the new yeah. album? Yeah. I love this. We can start the podcast with Douglas being like, what song is this? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, hi and welcome. Hi and welcome to the Other Move podcast. This is Andrew. I'm not doing a take two. Robin. This is, <laughs> this is Damien. And this is not Damien. <laughs> no, you're Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> this is Douglas. <laughs> All right, curious, curious question. When you do a Batman impersonation, now are uh-huh. you doing a Keaton impersonation? Are you doing a Ledger impersonation, or are you doing a BoJack Horseman impersonation? First of all, um, Heath Ledger never actually played Batman. So... Oh, Christian Bale, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always doing a Heath Ledger impersonation. <laughs> Second of all, of course, we are Lego Batman all, exactly. all the way. It's, it's because what you're really doing is you are doing a stupid impersonation of Christian Bale in the last two movies, but right. that's exactly what Lego Batman is doing. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're doing. You know? I'm Batman. Right. Right. You want it to be one one step below Rooster Cogburn, and that's it. <laughs> you don't want to take it too far. Right. You are right below that, and then you're Batman. Well, that's probably the best result. Anyways, we're here this week to discuss a film, a film. A film by the name of Takashi Miike, a man who has brought us gorgeous efforts such as 13 Assassins, such as The Love of Audition, and more importantly, this year around, he's brought us to our first love, a film about a young boxer who thinks he has cancer, then goes to save a girl high on cocaine, and Yakuza's come after them. Oh my god. わりとまとまってるよ入ってくるんですけど。シャブパクって so yeah first love um this is a movie i saw at the festival last year and it was a movie that that touched me 
so mm-hmm. deeply that when it that I discovered uh, when the festival was over, it was going to be out theatrically in a week, and I immediately went again and watched it again in the theater because Takashi Miki and me were speaking to each other throughout this movie. Um, Takashi Miki is a filmmaker who he 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 goes through the broad spectrum of how good a movie can be. He has made the worst movies that ever exist. He has made the most complicated, i.e. obtuse movies that ever exist. He has made the R100-esque movies in which I'm pretty sure he's the only person who gets the joke. But he's also made a few of those gems that are just crazy and gonzo enough and ridiculous enough that they're just perfect for me. And this movie is another one of those for me. I hope that it's for you. <laughs> um, the movie is, like a lot of Takashi Miike movies, over-the-top ridiculous. It is about these Yakuza's fight, having a, try a war with the Chinese gang in Japan. And the story of this young boy and this girl who meet up one night. One crazy night, if I would like to... Um, poke at Douglas and hope that I can get some favor from him because he likes movies that are one crazy night. This movie is a one crazy night movie. Um, this movie opens up with a boxing match with someone getting knocked out to a hard cut of someone's head getting chopped off. Yep. This this is the type of movie I adore from Takashi Miike. It's it's so funny to me. Like even the smaller things, like they're the easy things we can pick out. Like um, the character of Kase, who is the who is the um, the turncoat, the guy who's putting all these motions in action by trying to steal the drugs and all sorts of things. Um, who one of my favorite things from him is to see him just turn on the cartoonish yakuza voice whenever he wants to show face. Um, it is amazing. There is the there is the girlfriend who I call the unkillable woman in this movie. She just refuses to die throughout the entire this movie, every scene. Um, and then the there are the the bosses. I think one of my favorite, which is a dumbass thing, because I feel like it's the less notable, is like the head head boss, the old old guy who you see in like two scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just has the acting around him where you see him with the glove, like flinging the glove down as he's telling people to not to do shit. Where you're like, he thinks he's in like a, a really hard-boiled Yakuza movie made from yeah. the 70s. <laughs> he plays it hard. Um, But I've talked about this movie before. I got it shoved into our top 10 of last year. Yes, I know it's finally available for all of us to see, and I need to hear from you guys. I want to be quiet for a little bit because everyone knows how I feel about this. I need to hear from you guys. Uh-huh. Are you with me, Douglas? As this is a one crazy night story, I'd like to hear your take first. Damien, really? Would you? Yeah. Uh, yes. So let's just. Start off with um, this. 
I had completely forgotten what we were talking about on this podcast. <laughs> then, as soon as Andrew started talking about it, uh-huh. I got really upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got really sad because fuck this movie. But let's start off. Let's let's rewind. Let's mm-hmm. actually try to talk about this film. No, this movie is bad, right? And when I say bad, I don't mean like, oh, it's debatable. No, this movie's bad. Uh, however, let us start with the only notes I have on this movie, which is after a while, I tried to say to myself, it can't all be bad. There, there were some bad things, but there must have been some good things. So I had a list um, of good things versus bad things. Let's start off with the good things. The first thing, um, first good thing was, and Andrew's mentioned it already, the initial one chop, head chop. It was pretty fun for all of five seconds. Um, Yasu's girlfriend, she is the lifeblood of this film. If you could make a movie about this woman who is, first of all, unkillable, Second of all, one of the most dramatic people or beings or things in this movie. And just, oh, Andrew, I'll give you this much. This one character is like just, it's a shining light. Um, and it, it shines that light on all of the horribleness that is this movie. You you see something like that. You see a character like that. You see this woman and you're like, oh, this is the greatest. And you said to yourself, why can't the rest of this movie be like this? Because the rest of the movie is poor. But anyway, there is a third thing. Um, the third and final good thing in my list of good things from this movie are the phone calls that this man gets from the doctor. That is hilarious. As Andrew has mentioned, um, this boxer has been told that he has been diagnosed with, they don't quite call it cancer, but they say that he has a huge tumor in his head. It's not a tumor. No, Andrew, you got it. All right, fair enough. All right. So he's diagnosed this from early. Uh... This movie does a few things that I don't like about that, but whatever. Uh, Late in the movie, we realize, hang on, perhaps what if it's not a tumor? What if he um, actually is quite healthy? And the doctor realizes this and tries to get in touch with him. And he finally catches up with his messages and he listens to three or four messages of a doctor trying to get through to him more and more desperately, who has clearly in his mind said, hold on, what if this patient has killed themselves because of what I have told them? And that desperation in the man's voice, the funniest thing I have seen in a long time. It's great. That is the end of my good things list. <laughs> I'm so upset right now. <laughs> Let's start with the bad things. Now, the funny thing about this is I felt bad, right? I 
didn't want to have a bad things list that was just like 20 or 30 or 40 items long. So I kept it to two. Kept it very simple. The first bad thing was you need someone to fight for. And I know that doesn't make any sense, but let me put this into context. At some stage, at one stage in the movie, very early, this boxer who is doing extremely well um, has a conversation with his coach who is an older fellow. He is a bit frustrated with his uh, trainee, with his, his boxer man. Um, and says, why, yes, you won, and you won easily, but why can't you get excited about it? Why don't you, you know, throw your fists into the air, or at least shout, yeah, I won! You know, all of you young people, you're going to go down one day, and if you don't have anything to fight for, you'll never get back up. What is it that guy calls Rocky throughout the entire of the Rocky movies? He calls him trash or something. What is it he calls him? Garbage? Is it garbage? I can't remember. I feel it's like I'm just thinking point. about that right now. I'm just like <laughs> thinking of that guy going like, you're trash! Or whatever the shit he calls to Rocky. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen those movies in a while. Those movies are, oh, spectacular. <laughs> no, that movie is trash, but it's a trash that I can I can get behind. Except for the first one. I think that's actually a good, a good movie. But anyway, um, so yes, they start with this whole theme of um, you need something to fight for. And at the very end of this movie, well, this movie is really building up to it. But this movie is about finding something to fight for. And therefore, this man having, you know, the will to to carry on and do what he needs to do. And this movie can just fuck itself. Um, so that was the overarching bad comment. The, the second comment and final bad things comment, I promised that I would keep the bad things less than the good things. Mm-hmm. The final bad things comment is the rest of this movie. Oh, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Um, this movie is, you know what's sad about it? Because I was about to call it unimaginative, but that's not fair. Cassie is the greatest. Sure. (laughs) Um, I, I was about to say a number of things, but it really isn't fair to this movie because this movie does try in a sense what it is done, what happens is it's held back by things like you need something to fight for. Um, just this heavy-handed bullshit layer that is on top of what I suppose could be a, a fun movie. Because as I think about this film, and even while I was watching it, you know, Damien, when you kind of smell something very faintly smells like something else. You can't quite put your finger on it. You're not sure if it's a good smell or a bad smell, but there's something right. right. I was watching this movie and the whole time, um, especially it was more pungent in the last act, right? In, in that last 
um, scene where shit goes crazy in some sort of department store. Um, it smelled a lot like Free Fire. You guys remember Free Fire? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's no remember no. necessary. That movie that you had to apologize to? I did have to apologize for that movie. But I watched that movie late at night. I was tired after a num- after like a, a just shit sandwich of festival movies. It happens, all right? Uh, this movie had a, a free fire vibe to it in the sense of how it tried to build um, even the fact that it ends on a, a very graphic and very um, long, I don't want to call it an action scene, but a, a shit blows up and goes crazy scene where about three or four different sides face off to the death. Um, but that's all it was. It was just a little smell. And that made this movie all the less palatable. Because if you can see, it's like, Damien, when me and you talk about Velociraptors, and I have a feeling that we're about to have a, an argument because I have a feeling that you're on Andrew's side of this, this argument. But it's like when me and you talk about Velociraptors. It's like when me and you, well, mainly me, talks about Westworld. We see what it could be if they just inserted Velociraptors into the script. And they didn't do that. And that is the biggest travesty of them all. Having Velociraptors at your disposal and not actually putting them in the script. Andrew, this movie is bad. Um, It has a couple of moments and one character in particular that I really enjoy. But fuck this movie. (laughs) You didn't like when the movie went full anime? Oh, do we get to talk about that? <laughs> There's a point in that Ooh. scene um, <laughs> when they're when they're in the hardware store and they're doing that massive fight. Mm-hmm. Um, the two big the two big heads of like the the fighting factions. The that guy from the Chinese clan who is who is one arming one armed and carrying a shotgun and just blazing up people. And then there's Gondo, the guy who you saw at the beginning of the movie get out of jail, um, who's there with his samurai sword. And they're literally doing the thing you've seen in every samurai Yakuza anime, the strafing fighting nonsense. Mm -hmm. And it is... It's beautiful. It is done better in another movie of his called Seven Samurai. I'm not going to pretend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm what? sorry, do you, do you not like Seven Samurai? No. I'm jo- I'm joking. I'm just jo- stop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't I can't control myself right now. <laughs> I'm just going to jump through this thing and punch me in the face. <laughs> What is the difference between 
seven samurai and 13 assassins. You tell me. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> you explain um, the difference to me. <laughs> probably two hours of runtime. Nah, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because you have to watch. <laughs> I don't think 30. <laughs> I've, I've been telling myself to rewatch Seven Samurai for like a year now. And then uh-huh. every time I look and I see it's like a four and a half hour right. movie, yeah. I'm like. Yes, like. No, I have Andrew Young movies to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, Damien, first yes. love. Yes. What is uh, your, your feelings? I was immediately disappointed in this movie when they brought up the fact that um uh leo is his name is that his name the the boxer yeah 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 um that he has he has no family and was abandoned i was like i don't think this is the movie for you guys to develop a backstory. Like, he's a boxer. I don't think we needed more than that. And uh, the, in, in fairness, the director agreed with me. That is the last, the first five to ten minutes is the only kind of plot that is developed in this movie. <laughs> They're just like, he's a this, she's a that. And bad things are about to happen. And Andrew, I was, I, I was hanging on and trying to see what you saw in order to con us to get this in our top 10. And maybe if you hadn't come out so strongly for this movie, I'd have uh, looked at this movie another way. But Andrew, with all the hype, I, I must tell you, I'm not. I'm not seeing it. I'm not as negative as Douglas. Douglas is a crazy person. This movie is at least fun. There's enough um, kung fu and shenanigans to keep me distracted for the runtime. I just... I was looking to see... <laughs> I mean, you, you, all, you spoke about it. it there's points where... Um, I mean, this movie is over the top uh, from beginning to end. But it doesn't feel it, it doesn't feel special. Like you talk about this movie as if this movie did something uh, unique or especially crazy or so. But this movie isn't as good as Free Fire, and it's like we love Free Fire, but it's not Free Fire isn't wasn't anyone's number one and. I mean, I could look, but I'm sure no one was fighting to get Free Fire into any into our overall top ten. So, uh, w- what this is when they're showing the boxing at in, initially, I thought they were going to like lean heavily into that aspect. Like a lot of the fights would have shown him, like being exceptional at um the boxing part but boy looking i did, i haven't gone back and listened to what um you said about this movie but andrew try explain to me and I, I mean it 
the one crazy night thing, fine. But explain to me what it is about this movie that you find so infatuated. Because I'm I'm honestly not seeing the thing that you are seeing. Like it's about drugs think... and <laughs> violence. And I mean, listen, a lot. I like a lot of movies about those things. But not this one. Not as much. I hear you, right? And this is this is the concern I had that I was going in with my own, my own just general sense of ridiculousness, and this just talked to me, and I would walk. I would walk a lonely walk that I might have to continue walking right now. But the thing with this movie is is sort of that it's the fun of it it's the ridiculousness of it there's i mean maybe it's the amount of nonsense japanese yakuza movies i've seen where i just still take joy out of when i see takashi miike and i can't think i can name anyone off the top of my head um out of japan who is as popular as him that i can name to say they do the same thing um this is always one of the troubles we have with um films from other countries where we're not as knowledgeable about the 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 people within the the people within that world making movies to be like oh well this is the ozu of that world and we're just naming the five names that we really should know um but the thing for me is the ridiculousness of it, the fun of it. I haven't even mentioned so far the dancing underwear man that so I'm surprised Douglas I mean, didn't even pretend to talk about. I mean, um, that was that that part was in the trailer though. I saw a dancing man in the trailer, so maybe that's maybe I shouldn't have watched the trailer. Maybe I've been more surprised if I'd gone in not seen anything about this movie. Um. Weirdly enough, some of the things that I caught this time watching again um, that stood out to me were things th- things like how surprised he is to see a gun in real life, which, mm-hmm. if you know much about Japan and their use of guns, makes a little yeah. fucking sense. Um, but even the way that people die off in this movie, there's that scene where he, he sees the gun for the first time, which is when they go back to... Um, the girl's home where she's looking to see if her father is still there. Right. Um, and all of those people get murdered off as movies like this are like that, where people are yeah. just murdered off. And there's just a a hand-wavy way in which they kind of just move on, where like even the characters are like, is he okay? And you just be like, no, they're not. They're not. Let's move on. Um, I just love the characters of this movie. Douglas talks about um, Julie, which is definitely yeah. a character and a half of this movie mm-hmm. um i've mentioned kase so far who i'm sad no one else has loved him um but i mean you end up with people like the police officer and watching him just go full tilt by the end of this movie with his hard hat on and wondering what his excuses for being in a gunfight right. um the 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 Chinese lady who you see early on in the movie—that's racist. I don't know her name. Okay, <laughs> I honestly don't know what her name is. Um, I just know she's the lady who you see in the store, and then later on you see her with the clan. She's like using the 
she's like with the gun who tells them like are you yakuza or normal person um yeah, man, i know who you tell you talking <laughs> um and like even her thing of just like you see from early in the movie when they introduce her to be like she wanted to see these honorable yakuza's and then like she her ridiculousness comes when she just murders a policeman for being dishonorable and how how amazingly dumb it is that these these gangsters are pretending mm-hmm. right um but even even the sequence in the end with gondo you see the guy get a foot cramp and then he just gets blown away by chinese chinese one arm man right this movie is just filled with ridiculousness that just just touched me Here's okay, the, like right. I think. <laughs> yeah. Here's the, here's the thing, though. Um, when in the in the in the in the thing that kicks off this movie, right? She's running away from the guy, and he punches him and lays him out, right? He did that so nonchalantly. I was just like, all right, if this is where we're starting, then by the end of this movie, I expect him to be teleporting or something <laughs> like. I need this movie to go as ridiculous as it can go. And I think I think he thinks that he is what he was doing, but it didn't it didn't come off that like I can hear the excitement in your voice for this movie, but Andrew, honestly, I am I really I really am starting to think that you uh you were uh I mean, I know you don't take drugs, but there is something you are on <laughs> that led into this movie, that, that carried you through to this movie, and you... Because, uh, honestly, Andrew, the enthusiasm that you're talking about this movie, it should be... Like, you're, you continue to speak about this movie as if there is... Like, I don't want to call John Wick name... But you're talking about it with the excitement and enthusiasm. You're just like, yo, there's stuff in this movie. And then I watch the movie, Andrew. And I mean, uh, it's not. I don't like I know Douglas hates this movie. I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> Douglas hates this movie. <laughs> you know, he hates the movie. You know, I like the movie. And right. you're just like in this in-between region where you're like, I see both of you. No, I don't see Douglas. <laughs> this is just a sta- this is a standard beat him up. Uh uh drug deal gone wrong, uh stupid people making stupid decisions, uh movie. And this is yeah, like one hundred percent in Douglas's wheelhouse. And fuck this movie. Okay. <laughs> Damien, the movie the movie the movie ends and first of all i'm about to say something where you're like it technically doesn't end there but in my mind it ends there the movie ends with them getting away by making police officers high by throwing cocaine at them um but yeah so yeah this it's this it to me is just like i mean i remember years back i brought to the room um movies like why don't you play in hell and that movie that movie like goes so much further in ridiculousness like it's it's but but let me but that's what i'm seeing here that's the movie that i love right when it comes to me (laughs) it is just over the top japanese nonsense (laughs) is that fukabamas 
Yes, the fuck bombers. <laughs> which ends, which ended with the massive y- yakuza battle. Right, Douglas, I agree. Boo, boo this man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say R one hundred because I know we all agree on that one. Um. Yes. <laughs> I'll- R100. Is Douglas like trying to remember what R100 is? No, I said yes. I, I oh, okay. remember R100. <laughs> R100 is a fever dream. I don't. Even, I still don't think that's a real movie. Nobody can prove to me that that is a real movie. I've not been willing to expose that movie to Renata yet. No, don't do that. <laughs> Sorry, no, what? She still loves you. No, Renata, she's, Douglas... you're in the background. I can't hear <laughs> you. Listen here. <laughs> You need to get this man to make you watch R100. Renata under no <laughs> circumstance. No. No. Remember, you love this man. <laughs> Don't jeopardize the relationship uh, over R100. Damien, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fix that. Um, <laughs> are you like we, messaging her now? Are you like sending her WhatsApp messages now? Do you. <laughs> What's that? Like, do you have her on WhatsApp? Are you like messaging yes, her? Andrew wants to watch R100 with you right yes. now. 100% do that. I have yes. her on WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> no, we're not talking about Star Wars, Damien. Uh, no, we will never. <laughs> no one ever talks about that movie. It's so funny. No, it's been long you enough. It's been long enough now. I can just remember the stuff I like now. It's been long enough. You know what? One of those movies came out last year. You know that? Did it? I nope. Yeah. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. I would have seen it if it came out last year. <laughs> Look, I I must commend you Star Wars people because after that movie came out, everyone was able to give in a grief for about two weeks. And then you people have just pretended that that movie does not exist there's no conversations people just, like all of the talking everybody's just like no just 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 pretending that it didn't happen and i have to applaud that i applaud that kind of dedication thank uh, you yeah you guys are, are are jerks but boy you guys <laughs> you, you guys rallied around each other real quick and just like listen we'll never speak of this book again <laughs> monsters i think you guys are monsters so yes moving on um takashi mika remains the greatest he remains in our top 10 of 2019 and damon can't change that and douglas yeah, can't change that i mean seven samurai was such a good movie so i like it listen here i can hack time andrew don't mess with me <laughs> I can hack don't hack too much time no douglas <laughs> douglas Douglas, remember, don't hack too much time. <laughs> In that documentary <laughs> that we saw with Hacker Man, <laughs> bad things happen. <laughs> Anyways, moving along. I have a few movies I want to talk about quickly with you guys. Just to mention what's going on. Um, so, as usual, I'm going to do this in the order of the most foolishness to the least foolishness. Um, but... Outside of mm-hmm. that ranking, I want to quickly mention I rewatched Inside Lewin Davis. Um, 
And I did so to talk about it on Rand's podcast, The Matinee Cast, which I'll put a link in the show notes for. Um, so you guys can go and listen to that. If you want, you can hear me and Ryan arguing nonsensically about the amazingness that is inside Lou Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, moving along. Um, going from the most foolishness to the least foolishness, I have to start with this 1994 film called Only You um, with Sir Robert Downey Jr. and Marissa Tomei. It is a romantic comedy. It is really awful. But it's one of those. Italy or something like that? Yes. She goes to Italy. Yeah. (laughs) Of course you have, because it's an awful movie from the 90s. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is an awful movie where obviously everyone was in it because they were told they get to go to Italy for three months. Right? The movie is terrible. This movie is pretty awful. It is a nonsense romantic comedy where. I mean, I think we've gotten, we, we're now old enough that all romantic comedies, everyone looks like a crazy person. But I think everyone in this movie is actually certifiably crazy. Um, Marissa Tomei plays a young lady who believes in destiny. And when she was a teeny, teeny child, the, the witch doctor gave her a name to say, this is the man you'll marry. And... <laughs> And on the eve of her wedding to a different man, she gets a phone call, and the phone call says, I am that man, by the way, um, but I can't come to your wedding. And then she flies to Italy, finding out this man just went to Italy. And that is the plot of this movie, and it's her trying to find this man that she's supposed to marry. And it is ridiculous. It is not good. Um, it's a bad movie. I remember not uh, in this movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I knew exactly what it was, right? I saw it and said, oh, one of those. But that's about as far as it went. <laughs> um, yeah. So the next one on my list I want to talk about is a movie that none of us are surprised to hear that I did not like. It is Judy. The Judy Garland movie from last year. Um, it's not good. It is a run of the numbers biopic movie. In I'm which... sorry, the run of the what now, sir? Run of the numbers. You know, it's nope. when numbers run. Nope, 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 nope. It's when, nope. you know, when you're in Pamplona and they put mm-hmm. numbers on the bulls. No, I'm not. Run of the numbers. Right. <laughs> right. Nope. Sir. sir. Nope. Uh, try that again, sir. It is a bad, sorry, not run of the numbers. It is a bad biopic movie. Um, it's set in the final days of Judy Garland when she went to go and do a tour in the UK um, after being broke and sent out on her own. And it's just boring. It's not that good. Um, sure, I like a few of the songs, but that's just me liking songs. Um, whatever. Is, is um, her performance strong enough for it to be worth watching? Like I understand that it's the bad, answer but to that. I will I'll watch it just to see her performance. I think yes. I think the movie bored me enough that I didn't <laughs> even care. <laughs> Alright, never mind. <laughs> 
Um, moving along. Unorthodox. This is a short Netflix series um, about a woman who escapes from an Orthodox Jewish community. Should I watch this show? I've seen the trailer and was turned off immediately. Um, you should not watch this show. Okay, good. It's my only my real regret with this show is that it's not as gangstery as I wanted it to be. Like, there's a lot of great cinematography and filming going on in this show. Like when you see a lot of the um like they show like the wedding and it, it just looks beautiful. Um there's a lot of cool stuff going on there, but at the end of the day it's just not that good a show. It's I mean, it's lucky that it's only four episodes, so it's not really like a huge time sink, but still um, you could have like slept and not watched the Irishman at the same time. So you know, same deal. Um, yeah, I don't really have much good things to say about this show, so it's that I did not enjoy it that much. Um, okay, so now I want to talk about In Fabric. Have any of you seen this movie? I haven't, but it's in my watch list for the last couple of months. When the trailer came out a thousand years ago, I, I really want to watch this movie. I know it's the same director that directed, um, uh, what's that other movie? The Duke it's of his, Burgundy. Yes, the Duke of Burgundy, which I didn't actually finish, yes. but I love this. <laughs> Just for the concept of the goddamn thing. Oh, I, I really want to watch this movie. Really, really want to watch this movie. Yes, I forgot that this movie. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to make a strong I'm recommendation. I have a strong yes, recommendation for you guys. Number one, In Fabric isn't that great. Number two, it sort of is if you stop at the right point. All right. right? So, uh, director's cut, uh, Andrew Cut. <laughs> the movie the movie as the trailer talks about is this lady um this this black woman in england um in i don't think it actually tells you what period of time it is but it's it feels like a 50s time right could be wrong um and he she buys this dress to go on this date and it's a killer dress it does killer things um there is a point in this movie where that story ends and it switches to the future. It switches to the current time where um, the dress still exists. Don't watch that section. All right. right? Just, stay, just stay with the black lady. Right. And imagine the movie stops there. Because at that point, the movie is just ridiculous enough that you kind of love it. It's exactly what the trailer promised, where it is just bonkers wild. You're seeing this which lady who runs the store that she bought the she bought the dress from and it is in it is amazing um Gwendolyn Christie plays is in this movie she's the the woman who was um Brienne of Tarth in Game of Thrones and she was in Star Wars um as Lady Phasma was she in Star Wars though? I didn't see her face. She no, wasn't in. Come. She died in the last Star Wars movie in, in the Last Jedi. Like yeah, that was sure the last Star Wars movie, and I'm she so- died. So you know. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the last what? No. The Last Jedi. That was the last one. There's not been a Star Wars movie since. Have you seen one? <laughs> Have you seen a Star Wars movie no. since then? <laughs> no one. <has. laughs> Um, but yeah, like that section of the movie is sort of, sort of fun and crazy. Um, 
it I don't think it's a top tier of this type of movie, but it definitely is a fun watch if you just stick to that section. So you've you've already cut a two hour movie down into like an hour and twenty, I think, by doing this. Alright. Alright. I will report back <laughs> the next time and tell you. I I will follow your instructions and tell you uh, if I love that movie or not. Because I really want to watch that movie. The, the last movie I want to talk about is a movie that I assume Damien is familiar with. Um, it is from 1966. It is yeah. directed by Richard Brooks, um, starring... Lee Marvin, Jack Palance, and Burt Lancaster. Um, this movie is called The Professionals. Have you seen this movie, Damien? <laughs> of course I have. <laughs> I watched this movie over the last week, and this movie is spectacular. Um, I didn't know I love Burt Lancaster as much as I do now. Like mm-hmm. I've seen him in a few movies, mostly like um, the f- to see and beyond the romance war movie, I've forgotten the actual name. It's from eternity to from here to eternity is the name of the movie, um, and stuff like I've already forgotten the name of the other one, which is him and the guy from Some Like It Hot. Um, infinity and Beyond. No, yes, from and here beyond. to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that thing. Um, I'm the sweet smell of success with Tony Curtis. That's the name of that movie. But this movie, The Professionals, is amazing. I love every minute of it. It is ridiculous. Burt Lancaster steals a show. I think it's weird to see Jack Palance dressed as a Mexican. Um, but this was the I 60s, have... so hey, that happened. I love Ralph Bellamy in this show. He's the old ass man. Uh, He's the oldest of the oldest men. <laughs> Is he the horseman? He's the one who's like loves the horses and like yes. can't can't be the one to kill the horse the first time. Yep, that is him. Oh, he's great. I will um, tell you, I have an aunt that is named after the lady in this movie. Um the Claudia lady. Yeah. Yes. That is how my aunt got her name. My grandfather saw this movie. Oh, it's sweet. Um, I saw her in the movie and I went, Claudia, and I went, there's no way, like, how did they find you? And I looked it up and they're like, yeah, she's just a supermodel that they brought yeah. in for the movie. <laughs> yep. Um, she looks distractingly pretty. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> imagine, imagine watching this movie at 14, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch this movie anymore. I can't focus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's only in it for like... Yeah, maybe th- three minutes. Ten minutes? minutes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when she's on the screen, boy. You notice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I-, I found it even funnier. The other lady in this movie, um, Marie Gomez, a girl- lady who plays Chiquita. Yep. Um, which, you know, it's the 60s. Um, yep. <laughs> who, <laughs> yes, who, who literally, like, her character is that she's a badass woman, cowgirl, cowwoman, cowboy, mm-hmm. 
gunslinger. Um, but when Cole, person, yes, okay, shit. When when she's when they're not like blowing up trains or anything, and they're just kind of relaxing, yep. she's like, "Yeah, I'll sleep with anyone." <laughs> yep. Ah, the sixties were a better time, Andrew. For for you guys, obviously, not so much for me. Douglas, do you like movies where a group of men are off to do a job and then whilst the job is going off that they've planned perfectly, something goes wrong and they have to improvise? improvise? Do you so, also like westerns? I'd like to introduce you to the professionals. So, Andrew, you started off, remember, we're in the context of, oh, this is from the 60s. You started off by saying, do you like movies where a group of men and my mind went crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh boy, where is this going? <laughs> no, this is not the sequel to Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> yep. Our there are so mountain. many things a group of men can do that we probably don't want to hear about in the 60s. Um, I've Brooke, seen James Bond. If, if only one person, if only one man does that, imagine if you mm-hmm. have more than one. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, basically what I have to tell you is I saw a lot of bad movies, but I also saw The Professionals, so it's okay. Yes. The Professionals is tremendous. All right, so um, I guess that's it for you, Mr. Robinson. Yep. Tagging in. Uh, so, okay, I watched a few movies this week. First off, I watched a cartoon movie that I'm not going to talk about. Okay. Uh, some sort of... Um, th- there's a problem with it. So Did, let's, they, let's did they build a snowman in that movie? No, they did not. Okay. Um, but let's just say there's some, some form of embargo, uh, apparently. <laughs> so I can't talk about it until next week. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but there are actually a, a couple of things. Um... I want to talk about one. I rekindled my love with Disney Plus because I just discovered that Prince of Persia was a Disney movie. I completely mm-hmm. forgot about that. I have already used my Disney Plus um, a subscription to watch that film. Very happy. It is. Is it the best Jake Gyllenhaal movie ever made? Yes. The answer is yes. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also watched another movie that I've seen before, but watched it through new eyes. Um, I watched Grindhouse. And I'm one of those weird people who actually waited for the original um, compressed double movie version to be released on Blu-ray before actually buying it. So I watched the the version with two shorter movies cut, put together. With and, the trailers. Yes, with the trailers. And this whole time, I was lying to myself. I've always thought that I prefer Planet Terror. And that has been something that, you know, has, has defined me as a person. Um, but now I, I've come to realize that in truth and in fact, the other one is better. <laughs> yes! Yep. The one that Andrew likes so much. Um, move! Move! Yep, yep. That was 
I love it. That was the point, right? That was where, when she said that, I was like, all right, there's no way. I can't pretend anymore. <laughs> that was actually my review of this movie on Letterboxd. Moo, motherfucker, moo. <laughs> I love this movie. Both of them are great. They're dumb. Um, it's two guys like me and you, Damien, just flexing. If you and I could actually do things like write scripts and direct this is the type of shit that we would do for shits and giggles. And I appreciate that. Um, this movie is great. And I need to buy the extended versions <laughs> as well. Um, but let's talk about some new stuff. And really one new thing that I watched. And this is very much a Damien movie. I watched Emma. Damien, have you watched the new version of Emma? Not yet. I want to do very, very badly. So did I. I've good? never seen any version of this movie. Neither have I. Um, All right, please come out for this podcast. I need to tell <laughs> you. To... Well, here's the thing. Damien, you're going to love this movie. This is yes. your kind of movie. There Thank are you. dresses. There mm-hmm. are British people. There right. are periods. You yep. love this shit. So don't even listen to what I'm about to say. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't going to. <laughs> so I watched this movie because I saw the trailer and it struck me as if these people got me. Right? It seemed to me as if these people said, do you know what the best setting for comedy is this period shit we can make fun of how they dress we can make fun of how they talk we can make fun of how they move and how they treat each other we could just put jokes in here that is what i saw in the trailer that they presented to me no i haven't taken the opportunity to actually rewatch a trailer to see if it really said what it said and I just interpreted it (laughs) a different way. But this movie is not funny. This movie is not a comedy. This movie is straight up Emma. So Damien, if you've watched a previous version of Emma and liked it... If I've watched one. (laughs) There you go. You'll probably like this one because I think this is just Emma all over. But, you know... I thought that this was going to be like, do you remember that period piece? And I'm going to say with Rachel Weiss, but we're not talking about the favorite. Um, The one where they had like playing cards and they'd say, you know, the friend of my friend who is my enemy or some shit like that. What was the name of that movie? Uh, Friend Elsewhere something? Friend Love and Friendship. Yeah, Love and Friendship. Yes. Love and Friendship. I thought this was that, but good. Hey, 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 let's, let's play nice. Let's, let's, I don't think let's Damien nice. has been attacked this much in a podcast in a long time. <laughs> All right. But it, to unfortunately, it was. So there were moments where in simply behaving like people or like what they believe people behaved like back in the day, that it was funny. And I have to tell you guys. Bill Nye is a fucking treasure. Bill Nye is in this movie talking about how, oh, did you feel that gust of wind? And, oh boy. He is, he brings the game 
he takes it to another level. He is the best part of this movie. But and and the the lead actress, I forgive me, I don't know her name, but the the lead actress that plays Emma is great in the sense that like you just see it. You see that she Holy shit. Anya what? Taylor Joy, the lady who played the main girl in The Witch. Yep. Yes. Said one. In the Vivitch. Vivitch. You see that she knows what she's doing in the same way that that um, expensive Hemsworth knew what he was doing in Thor One, right? But <laughs> you also see that the director said to her, "No, no, 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 whoa, 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 slow your roll, pull it back." And so what she does is she plays it for laughs, like she plays it until it's. You think, I wonder if she's doing this for laughs, you know, right before it becomes for laughs. And I appreciate that, but it wasn't enough. Um, this movie is nothing more than a retelling of Emma. Um, and that upset me it, that it wasn't what I wanted. I mean, that's what it also, said in the title. Yeah, but go fuck yourself. Come on. It, it, it needed some Velociraptors, okay? Um, also, Miranda is in this movie. I don't actually know her last name because that was her big show. I don't like that lady. I've never thought she's funny, which is sad. Um, so every time I see her, it's like the other one. What's her name again? Um, Spy? Melissa McCarthy? It's like her. Whenever I see her face, I immediately just want yes. to punch something. Um, but yeah. You're this movie, racist. Damien will like it. <laughs> Yes. Finally, yes, Andrew, I will. Did I watch an Eddie Young movie? I mean, you did. Should I you talk about have. an Eddie Young movie? Sure. Let's do it right here. Let's let's not go further. No, no. I, that's actually what, what I'm asking. Are we? Should I? Yeah, we're we're just going to do it here. Let's okay. do it here. In let's have it out yes. here. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. So I watched an Eddie Young movie, and um. Apparently, I may be the only one to have watched it, you know, in the last month. Yep. Is that true? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you guys something that will completely upset you. Okay. I went to the Wikipedia page of this yeah. movie uh-huh. and... Um, Yes. I saw the production section, and one of the big things there, it says, Yang used the film Goodfellas as the model of a gangster movie for this film. So this which, is his Goodfellas, guys. Which, which one? Which Goodfellas? Which... Goodfellas part two, Return to the Sandlot. <laughs> so, Douglas, how did you like a brighter summer? Oh, my God. <laughs> so... This movie is just straight up bad, right? So we watch Abaraita Summer. Um, this movie is the worst. I didn't think that there could be a worst after the other three or four movies that we've watched of, of Edward Yang. But oh my God, this is four hours long, guys. <laughs> um, it's so long that it took me about three weeks to watch it. That's the first thing. The second thing is it's so long that I made notes Stopped watching the movie, 
finished watching that movie actually today, looked at my notes and completely forgot about what the notes were for. So I'm going to read through some of these notes. It's actually only three things. Um, I think as I'm reading it, I'm trying to interpret it. I think early in the movie, somebody made a bit of an insult to, to like somebody that they were taking a shower and they said, oh, just like Americans bathing in the morning. And that seems strange to me. Um, I, the first thing I wonder is what, was, is it that Taiwanese people do not shower? Like, why is it just like Americans to bathe? You That's know? racist, Douglas. <laughs> I thought so too. Um, and actually, this thing, like, they kept going on about Mr. Fat and his credit. And uh, this movie is such a Oh my god. Anyway, no. Before before I move on to actually talk about this movie, one one thing I did want to mention. Um there's one point where somebody makes a joke. Somebody says something like things with a hole in them always bring headaches. Then there's silence and they say you'll understand when you're older. And I actually had to pause the movie and said what and then I thought to myself, "Hold on. Are, are they talking about vaginas? Is this yes, supposed sir. to be like some shitty joke about <laughs> women and how they nag you or some shit like that? Like, yep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but seriously, this movie is just disgusting. Um, so this movie is four hours long and I still, after watching all four hours, don't really understand what this movie is about. This director does not know how to um the word coherent is not in his vocabulary right his here is a problem that i'm having and i know i have a particular problem with films like this maybe there's something wrong with me but yes. he just <laughs> he just um turns everything to 11 and makes it even harder for me. Um, this movie has about a thousand characters. Uh, so I have a very hard time trying to remember who is who, trying to recognize people as they just rotate through the lineup of what is on the television. And so I, like, honestly... Did not realize for probably two hours out of this four-hour goddamn movie that the family who I think he's focusing on has two children. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, There was a time when I was like, oh, how come the, the son looks a little different here? I did not... I didn't realize they were brothers. Right? Um... And this movie just is so incoherent. It's so long. It goes from one piece to another piece to another piece and tries its best not to connect them. Um, That you just don't know what they're talking about. You don't know what's happening. Um, For example, there's one point where... And I cannot believe I remember this name, Ming, the um, the lady friend or the former lady friend of Honey, 
um, who is now looking up Sir. I think Sir is the one that is with her again. Yeah, his name is Sir. The main, the main boy is Sir. Well, there's two of them. There's Sir and there's Lower, and I can never fucking remember which one is which. But Sir, I think, was the younger one that was well, that was checking Ming, right? Um, there's a point where he, I believe, professes his his love to her. Something to the effect of, you know, I'll be there for you all the time, whatever, whatever, through thick and thin. And then she runs away and comes back and says, yes, I will be with you. Right. That scene is immediately followed by one where they are together on the side of the road chatting, which implies to me that they continued on with this relationship and that everything is good or at least whatever. Right. Right. The immediate next scene is, um, I can't remember exactly how it went, but there's something to, to do with the fact that she says, oh, all of these men are, they run away whenever time gets hard. And all of a sudden you realize that this man, apparently this boy has, has gone away. This move, this movie does not rely on actually showing you what happens for you to know what happens. It just moves on with life. And instead of you seeing the actual plot, if they believe that you need to know something, they just do it with exposition. And exposition that doesn't make any sense because it directly fucking contradicts what you watched in the last five minutes. And... I am tired. I'm tired of watching this man's movies. I'm tired of being told by the internet that this man is a fucking genius because my brain is about to explode. The man is well, an author. For you, you don't have to watch any more of his movies. Yes! <laughs> we did it! <laughs> And I am actually insulted. I know that I deserve it because I still haven't finished watching the first one. Yee yee. But I am insulted that the longest of them all, this four-hour classic, Andrew has not watched it yet. Look, I got to the point with it where I'm not going to say that I disliked what I was watching, but I had such a break from it that... I wanted to start over if I was going to do it. And then I thought about it and I just didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, if you had started over, it would have made sense. Right? Um, one day I'll come back to this. Who knows? Um, no, 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 you won't. But Stop, stop it. But I have, I have one question. I know that... We have said bad things about Eddie Yang. Right? Um, and this might be a moot point, but I tend to like to ask for us to generally rank the movies we've seen of him, if you can. Right? Douglas, do you have a ranking of Eddie Yang in your head? Can you pick one over the other, or are they all just equally underwater? I was saying that um, I need to go to the list to see what movies we've watched because I cannot yeah. remember. But I can tell you which one is the worst. I can tell you that from yes. now. 
<laughs> I told you that a month ago. <laughs> so the list was Yee Yee, yeah, Taipei yeah. Story, Terrorizers, and Bright Summer Day. Brighter Am I Summer Day. Taipei Story? It doesn't um, matter. Uh, the first one is the best one because it's the first. We're the, we weren't ready. And then it kept getting progressively worse. <laughs> it's the... No, man. Which one is Type B again? Remind me. Type A. That's the one about the man and the woman, and it ends with the man getting knifed. <laughs> well, hold on. I agree with you that it ends with the man getting knifed. I don't know how that movie is about a man and a woman. <laughs> it's supposedly about a man and a woman. That is where we, we disagreed concept. <laughs> Douglas, Douglas, don't be mean. No one knows what that movie is about. <laughs> um, which one was the terrorizers? Is that the one... The one with the policeman with the with the aviators and the lady who was the honeypot. Hold on, so then Taipei story. Oh fuck. Oh oh it's the one where no. Oh my god, these things go all together because of how bad they are. But alright. I remember thinking that the first maybe half hour of the terrorizers, as much it was in as much as it was in the same style as all of the other movies, but the connections were a little more tangible. So I'll say that Terrorizers is the best one or the least bad one. Um, I'll go with Taipei Story being number two because I finished it. I'll go with Yi Yi being number three because it has to be worse than the other two because I did not finish it. And there is a four-hour movie of this horseshit that has to be the worst one. <laughs> Right, a brighter summer day. Oh, that's fun because I have terrorizers at the top because I feel like I actually enjoyed most of that movie. Um, I have Gigi after and Taipei Story last, oh, and wow. I refuse to rank brighter summer day because I just didn't watch the movie that much. <laughs> I watched I watched half of it, <laughs> so I did to, I did to it what you did to Yi. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not participating. No, Damien, not playing all. this game. <laughs> No, fuck all of these movies. I don't listen. Andrew Eater, listen, man. <laughs> Every part of this was a was a mistake. Everything. This is oh lord. I cannot wait to talk about superstar and forget that Eddie Yang exists. Or Andrew Yang or whatever his name is. Because, oh boy. Oh boy. So anyways, Damien, moving on. You remember when you were young? (laughs) I remember when there was joy in my life. Before I watched Eddie (laughs) Yang movies. Do you think Eddie Yang movies brought on the coronavirus? I can't prove that it didn't. So yes. So, Stephen, um, what have you been watching? All right. So, I'm going to... T- this is the actual list. I have it in front of me. All of the stuff that I've watched on Plex. Right? This is the last seven days. I'm going to tell you in order that it appears. The most recent movie, Ford v. Ferrari. <laughs> then... Why are you watching that again? Shut up. Then the World Cup final, France versus Croatia. Interstellar, 
John Wick Chapter 3, Mad Max Fury Road, Book Smart, an episode of Justified, and Love Actually. And so I don't think I have I don't think I have anything worth talking about in this section. Cause uh we've been watching stand-up specials from various people, all our specials, um because the world uh is very bad right now, and so we need anything to make us laugh and keep us distracted. Uh but as you can see in the times that I'm not doing that, I have resorted to literally the the movies that are <laughs> if you want to know what Damian White is I have just given you <laughs> a snapshot <laughs> of what it is that happens when I am left to only watch the movies I want to watch it is a bad it's a nightmarish <laughs> look Back to Ford v. Ferrari. Andrew Robinson, that movie is perfect. There's nothing else that movie can do. That movie is the movie. I know that people like you wanted something else out of that movie. I, honest, I genuinely don't know what the critiques of these movies are. Because it is, from top to bottom, what this movie has to be. I feel Everyone. thing for me with that movie is it's just not special enough. Yeah. Like it it like you go into that movie and what you want is you want the execution and the fun factor that say a Martian gave you. But somehow there's just their feelings of it, but somehow it just never got me there. All I want is fast cars and the two lead actors to act the shit out of the movie. And that is what I got. <laughs> and that is all I needed. I I mean, it's long. The only critique I'll take is that it is long. But you, everyone that saw this, that walked into this movie excited, I, I can assure you came out of this movie excited. It's only you people who, and I understand you're better than us. I get it. Um... That's why you know who Edward Yang is. I get it. Uh, but I, the more I watch this movie, and I've watched it, let me check now. It says five viewings. I've watched this movie five times. And every time I watch it, I like it a little bit more. I know what's going to happen. I knew that before the movie started. <laughs> um, now, mind you, part of the reason I love this is because uh i enjoy propaganda of all stripes and that is what this movie is and i love it 100% uh, and outside i've i've watched nothing outside of, like we could have ended this podcast after um a bright summer's day Cause I don't have anything new or good to talk. Uh, Douglas, uh, you need to so finish actually, watching Happy. Happy is spectacular. The second season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. One quadruples thing, down. Um, you reminded me of Damien that I have watched. And I mentioned, I've been watching this show on Netflix called Feel Good. Yes. And um, 
the show is fine. I, I, I like the show. Um, but the thing I really wanted to talk about was what happens when you as a company or just whatever decide to start um, doing things based on where you watch them from. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of an open secret that um, the fact that we're able to talk about watching things on Disney Plus, on Hulu, on various things is because maybe not so much Andrew anymore because he's in the land of honey and fucking um, cow's milk, uh, goat's milk or some shit. Um, but me and you, Damien, for us to actually access these these uh, white people-only services, we must use a proxy, right? right? Um, yes. So... I have been having issues with mine in particular with Netflix. Not that it won't connect, but that for whatever reason, the quality is not good. So yes, maybe a week or so ago marked the point where I just gave up and said, you know what? I mainly watch Netflix originals anyway. So I'll just turn off the, the proxy for Netflix I'll watch Netflix in Jamaica and I'll still get access to the stuff that I really want to get access from Netflix for. And it will look maybe not great, but acceptable. Now, in doing that, what uh, I've noticed has happened is Feel Good, which is a show uh, centered around a couple uh, a couple of girls, right? You know, two ladies um, getting together. When it shows, when I'm in the US and it knows I've recently watched Feel Good, Feel Good is in the top of my queue. It's like, oh, you just watched it. Do you want to watch it again? When I'm in Jamaica, it's hidden. It's like 20 titles to the right in my watch queue. It's like, yeah, we know you watched it, but you're in Jamaica. You never meant to, did you? You know, we'll put this in the homosexual section, which I think is, I mean, I find it funny because I'm a horrible person, but wow. Um, first off, it's interesting that Netflix understands this, right? Whatever shitty uh, algorithms that it uses is like, oh, Jamaica is not a good place for this kind of stuff. Um, but the right. fact that you can actually like quantifiably see that there is a difference in terms of the type of content um, that is, let's call it promoted in the U.S. versus Jamaica, and not even promoted, right? Because I could almost understand if this was something I had never watched before and that was just randomly showing up in places where Netflix was saying either watch me or don't watch me, right? But this is literally something that I had watched like five seconds before, turned off the proxy and gone into the Jamaica Netflix. And I thought it vanished. I was like, oh, I guess this isn't really Netflix. Maybe this is some sort of, because it's a British show, um, some sort of British Netflix uh, uh, joint venture that just isn't available in Jamaica. But no, it's straight up available in Jamaica. They're just like, yeah, um, let's not put this on the front page. Yeah, Jamaicans Jamaicans aren't watching this. Nope. <laughs> um, but that is something that 
it's a little scary actually um and i hope that it's you know uh it's just a side effect of the algorithm actually being right in a sense that it understands um generally what to put forward but for them to actually put back you know some content like this i'm just like wow uh i live in a horrible horrible world <laughs> And Netflix has just shown it up even further. Um, they're doing their, they're doing their jobs. I, I actually prefer that they're doing it that way. Um, that there is some kind of algorithm looking at stuff like that. Um, I, I especially where where that happens, and I am especially horrified a lot of the times is on YouTube. Where on YouTube there's the home page section that is um hyper um like it is Google's entire data center trying to find things for you to watch right this second. And so that is extremely tailored to you, but it is tailored to you through YouTube algorithms. And then there is your subscriptions, which is tailored to you based on what you subscribe to. If you've ever hit the what's trending in your country part, the YouTube, you know, vanishes and turns into something that is horrifying. <laughs> something that is I just not want easily to say, recognizable. <laughs> I just want to say, Damon, I know exactly what you're talking about because I would always yeah. see that when I was in Jamaica. I yeah. found it comically hilarious when I got here and I clicked on trending and it now looked like things that I'd actually look at. Yes. <laughs> yes so but it i understand why it it simply means that the thing they're building is working as intended because the opposite douglas is that when you are using your um netflix or youtube or whatever you'd constantly have to be going in and telling the thing I do not want to watch these local things for love or money. Get this nonsense out of my face. And you couldn't escape that even when you're bouncing around. It would just go, no, these are the things that um, this account watches. And so if you have someone else on the account, it would just flatly ignore those things and still serve you the nonsense. Uh, that seems even more... Uh, dystopic to me be, to have the other people in the area um, affect the things that I see on my feed I mean the downside of that is of course it gives you tunnel vision it's an echo chamber you only get served the things that um, you like and things that you've liked before and it leads to people who don't have any sense watching the same things conspiracy videos and bad news bad faith actors and shitty news articles over and over but the upside for me is is that you know the i mean this is a little dystopic but the the technology works and that's what that's what we've always wanted um but yeah yeah. Technology. Yay. Imagine if you went on YouTube and they just kept showing you cricket. 
because they knew you're in Jamaica. <laughs> it's like, he likes sports. And Jamaicans like cricket. Let's just keep showing him cricket. You'd lose your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, what achievements have you gotten in civilization? Uh, I keep falling into the hole of... Like, I start out with an achievement in mind, and then the civs don't play how I want them to play. Um, there's times... There's one where I was going for some kind of peacekeeper achievement, and... For the life of Andrew, for the life of me, like, I I got everyone on the alliance, and I just needed to keep it for a certain period of time. And Andrew, Scarlet billows start to spread. Fancy glows, though, where's old Maggie be? So there's never, never a trace of red. Now on the sidewalk, uh-huh, uh-huh. ooh, Sunday morning, uh-huh. lies a body just oozing life. Can someone sneaking round a corner? Could that someone?